You're listening to Two Guys, One Album with music insiders Michael Heidemann and Paul Farber. We are two music experts. Green Experts is pushing it. Taking on the greatest albums of all time. Uh, it's a little subjective. Song by song with careful analysis. All right, I wouldn't say careful. Look, we're having fun with the songs. Two guys. One album. just say how happy I am that we're doing this album today. I am also very happy we're doing this album. And I, and it's really uh, an album out of left field, I feel like. Uh, a lot of people like to tell us what they want to hear us do, and we just told them all to f*** off. <laughs> we're going to pick an album we want to pick, and we both agree. Yes. Rufus Wainwright, Want One, Yes. tonight's Two Guys, One Album. Welcome into the episode, everybody. My name is Michael Heideman, and I'm here with... Paul Farvar. It's great to see you, Paul. It's great to see you, Michael. This is Two Guys, One Album, as we had mentioned before. We're here on WGN Radio's podcast network. It's great to talk to you all. Now... We're also on Google Play now, officially, and iTunes and SoundCloud. Yeah. SoundCloud? we're, we're We're not some jibs just babbling here in a truck. We're like professionals. What's a jib? I don't know. Jib jab? I don't know. I miss that site. Yeah, right? But that's that's the point we're trying to make here. Uh, we're two music experts, insiders, lovers of music, yeah, and two solid guys who, who've listened to a lot of music in our day, and we're taking on albums that you've listened to, that you love. Or didn't know about. Or didn't know about. Like this one, this is kind of a rarity. This is one that's out of left field, but it's so underrated. It's such a good album. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we do on the show is just review it. I, a lot of people have passions about the stuff we do, which mm-hmm. is great. And we're going to cover that in a, in a viewer mail option <laughs> we're going to come up with. But we're not we're, we're not idiots up here. We know yeah. what we're talking about. We're not a bunch of but jibs. But it's also, we're not taking ourselves too seriously, okay? And we're doing this all in under 30 minutes. Every episode we've ever done has always been under 30 minutes. Isn't that right? We're nothing if we're not accurate. Yes, w- without a doubt, under 30 minutes. Just like a piece of pizza. Yeah. If you, if you don't like it, if we don't guarantee you a uh, podcast in 30 minutes or less, we'll give you your money back. Best album reviewing podcast out there. Ira Glass said it himself. Yes. Also, uh, Gandhi's daughter is a big <laughs> fan of our work. But let's get into it, right? Did Deep we, did Box we... Chopra has said that we are not yes, jibs. He did also, <laughs> also uh, Megan McCain. Big fan of our stuff. We Huge all fan. over the planet. All the the ladies on the View love, love, love two guys one album. All right, but, so those are the guidelines. That's what we're here to do. You know our names. You know the game. And this is the album "Want One" by Rufus Wainwright. It is the third studio album by the Canadian American singer. It released through DreamWorks Records on September twenty third, two thousand three. Holy crap, Paul! Two thousand three. This is fifteen years old. Oh my god! Exactly. I, I could have sworn this was released six years ago. I remember when it came out. It was so cool. I was like, this is a great album. And this song, by the way, is such a great intro. It's just so chill and 
It's got like a Wizard of Oz thing going on in the background. That's yeah. what it is. It's, it's, it's very orchestral. It's very over the top like Rufus Wainwright is. And it's a great introduction to who the artist is himself. I didn't know what I was stepping into the minute that I heard about this Rufus Wainwright guy. I knew he was good friends with Ben Folds. He went on tours with him. Mm-hmm. But holy smokes, did I get blown away by this album. It was not, It was at the time, 2003, you're thinking Avril Lavigne, Fall Out Boy, Pop Punk is taking over you the were, airwaves. You were thinking that I was, I was i was listening to ryan adams damian rice and rufus wainwright <laughs> that's what i was listening to so and rem records on repeat <laughs> no rem i was not <laughs> listening to but singer songwriters were huge for me in 2003 and a lot of it had to do with ben folds had to do with uh you know jason mraz sadly to say john mayer and rufus wainwright and REM records on repeat. No REM repeat. <laughs> I was just wondering. But this just wondering. is a great album, and th- that start, Oh What a World, is such a great intro. Uh, Rufus Wainwright is so talented. He's got such a great voice. And, uh, and Just that subtle, kind of smoky, just I don't give an F kind of feel with his voice is beautiful. And that's why he's classified in a lot of... Uh, scenes zines and music insider notes as baroque pop which you don't really hear about a lot because of his intense work orchestral with with his yeah with pianos and and, Mm -hmm. and strings Mm -hmm. and that brings us into the next song real quick i don't know what it is paul what's the next song i don't know what it is paul what is the next song i don't know what it is are you sure that's the name of the song who's on first oh yeah i see what you did there Hit the beat. So this is an interesting song because there's a little bit of backstory behind it, in fact, uh, that I didn't know about until I read up on the song a tad. Yeah. When he first came up with the lines, I don't know what it is, but you got to do it. I don't know where to go, but you got to be there. He was at a party for the Strokes yeah. in New York, which, which is, is an crazy. album we covered about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that oh, as yeah. well. That was a good episode. 30 minutes or less, right? 30 minutes or less, like everything else. Go check it out. But yeah, he, you know, he, uh, this song was probably one of the bigger hits off. The, I think WXRT was playing this at the time, and Alternative or Adult Contemporary was playing it. Maybe it was AAA. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was like, wow, this is cool. And then that's, I think this was my first experience with Rufus Wainwright was this album. Yeah, most of the time I wouldn't like this. I'm, people have used the, the derogatory phrase of pussy rock to this Sissy music. Pussy rock is what Sissy I would rock. call it, which was all the bands I was in. So if you got a problem with that, that's your prerogative because I can't do anything about it. Should I edit that out of the podcast? No, no, we're fine. <laughs> Sissy rock. Sissy rock. And, and, but the cool thing about what he does with this music is he does it the best. In fact, not only did he write all this album by himself, included a lot of his family members yeah. on this uh, on this uh, record. His, his Kate McGar- yeah. McGarrigal uh, had a little banjo solo in 14th Street, which we'll be hearing in a little bit. Yeah, um, he had a lot of guest vocals from his sister, I believe, Martha Rainwright. Martha Wainwright. And uh, also, he had celebrities sitting in on a couple of the songs, too, but we'll get to there. But yeah. this one is uh, David Zapadin playing Clarendon. Would you just call him? David Zapadin. Oh. He's uh, friends with Ahmed Wallace. <laughs> 
They, and by the way, they just hang out on Wednesdays, Paul. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. If you message us at two guys one album at, at gmail.com and know what we're talking about when we say the Ahmed Wallace thing, we will give you free tickets to something. Yes, we I'm will. serious. Just email us because we've been making that reference now in pretty much every episode <laughs> since it came up, and nobody has picked up on that. <laughs> so but tell I think us we... you're listening, tell us you're fans, and I pro- I'll give you two tickets to any of my shows at the Laugh Factory. How, how's that? That's and a, that's and a, a pretty drink. Good deal. I'll buy you a drink if you're of age. But uh, that's two... why are we talking about Ahmed? Well, we got to give so them the email address if we're going to be doing that. That's... Two guys, one out. Al- two guys, the number two guys, number one album at gmail.com. Yes, email us anytime, it. and we have the same Twitter too. Two guys, the number one album at twitter.com. <laughs> at twitter.org. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's a good deal. Yeah, I think it's a good deal. But anyway, yeah, you're right. He has a lot of great, great uh, musicians on this. He's come. He's got, for those of you who don't know, he's his family is super, super musical. Uh, you know, Rufus Wainwright is Luden Wainwright's son. I mean, that's got to. You know what? Being in that family mm-hmm. must have been really annoying at times, where people like would sing "What's for Dinner." Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah. What's for dinner, Mom? It's like. Oh, ravioli, ravioli. <laughs> and you're like, Mom, I just want my goddamn she food. Just a like, concerto about we ravioli. We don't need to make everything a whole concert. Yeah, I could imagine the song about, like, what are we going to have for breakfast? And they, pop tarts, pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Don't get me started when they went out to, dil- to Chili's for Baby <laughs> Like Rips. It would be a horrible, horrible night. But it's it's got to be hard to be in that situation where, where uh, you're. you're Parents are so 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 amazing. musical, yeah, and 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 he fits the bill. Like he, you can see he's influenced by his parents, but he also took this music and this amazing voice that he has to a new level. And I don't know what it is is a great example of that. It's interesting you say that because if you look at a lot of the lyrics of this album, a lot of the songs reference his mom and dad. I mm-hmm. mean, if you look at songs like Eleven Eleven, where he talks about yeah, and and want especially where he goes, I want a little, uh, what is it, a taste of. My mom and a little dash of my dad. I yeah. can't. Those aren't the exact lyrics, but he does make mention no, of them. No, but that's is, that's true. But I, I don't know what it is. Was probably the if you don't know who Rufus Wainwright is, my guess is that that's one of the songs that you knew about him. Uh, mm-hmm. Unless it's what is he covered Hallelujah as well, I believe. But oh whatever. my gosh! It's so a great one. although the, Buckley's is better, we'll I talk was, about that. I was gonna I was gonna hold off on that until we we got Today, to use a little bit more of the it. songs. But holy smokes! I love Rufus Wainwright, and I love this album so much, um, but the minute that I stopped listening to it and I got so addicted to it, I heard Hallelujah, great job. I heard Across the Universe, great oh, yeah. job that he did. Forgot but, about that. But holy smokes. Oh, also, um, Out, of, one too, out right? of the Game yeah. too. yeah, which, he, which was his later single on, but... All the other songs and the immense amount of people who were just like, oh yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I could not listen to that song anymore. Uh-huh. Too many people like that song. Well, they, it was, uh, they would have different versions of hallelujah, whether it was Rufus or, or uh, Jeff Buckley, and then they would play it in all the movies. And, and then well, the Leonard Cohen wrote it, right? Yeah, his yeah. version is totally different, which rests in peace, Leonard Cohen. But, um, but, but I feel like for my generation... Jeff Buckley put him on the map, put that song Hallelujah on the map. And then for your generation, it was probably Rufus. But all of it is due to like shows like Glee, I bet, or whatever, where oh, yeah, they would do Glee. that shit. They would do these covers, which, you know, you get mad. They're like, oh, now these all these people, the pool got bigger to like Rufus Wainwright. But hell, hell I mean, if talent's, talent's good. It's just a freaking vicious world. It is a vicious world, which brings us to number three. Oh, every. 
every time. It's just so perfect. It's like we're strolling in a meadow with every it's the same song. beat of the songs. Oh. <laughs> Anything is not accurate. Can we edit that out? <laughs> and we're going to hold for the pause. Should we clap there? You know what, Paul? It's just a vicious, vicious world. Every time I hear this music, it's just like strolling through a meadow. <laughs> I, I feel like I've heard you say that before. Over the I forgot about this song, and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Vicious World? No, this is one of the ones I would, I would skip. But it's right. not bad. You know what? No, you, you don't you, know. Well, you listen get, to it. You, you know what? Like well, it. let's add that to a guideline. You get one. You get one choice of a skip song on an album. How oh no! That? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Are you gonna hold off on it? I know what I'm gonna skip. So, uh, well, do you have? Do you like this song? Tell us about it. It's why, the short, why do you like this song? It is so, the, it's only two minutes. It's the shortest song on the album. <laughs> two um, minutes fifty. That's why that's I like why it the like most. It? <laughs> I, but here's here's why I like it. This this swelling chorus. You know what? I remember. It's not bad. I give it half a star. Gosh, man, his voice is He's just got a enchanting. great voice. You know what the thing is? He could sing a, a freaking menu at Denny's and you'd be like, this guy's talented. <laughs> I never heard asparagus sound so cool. <laughs> I mean, he's got such a good voice. And as I've said this before on this podcast, the things that drive me in music are great singer songwriters, great words, great lyrics, and great voice. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, he's got that, that, that such a great voice. It's and I remember. Velvety. I saw him in concert, and uh, and it was like back-to-back weeks. He was at the Riviera, and then Damian Rice was there. And there were such great concerts. But what I do remember about the concert with Rufus Wainwright, I will say this, is their crowds were so nice. Mm-hmm, I remember mm-hmm. I wanted to Very go up crowd. to watch. Uh, I wanted to hear him play Vibrate, uh, which we're going to get to. And I go, I'm going to go up there in front. And nobody was, had a problem. And you know what it was? It was... It was the first time I experienced a concert where the majority of the crowd was homosexual, mm-hmm. and they were like, in they were in their moment for you know there was a lot of couples that were getting into the songs, and I was like, these everyone is so much nicer here. It, absolutely, it's one <laughs> there was of, no alpha male like pushing to get in the front or, or assholes at the concert. I was the asshole, if anything. Probably you. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I but was by myself. It's one of the most. <laughs> It's one of the most positive albums you can create. Yeah. It's about love. It's about life. It's about great things. There's no, there's no hate spewed. Even the the love songs that are kind of tormented lover songs kind of end with a positive vibe. And speaking about um, his connection to the um, the gay, gay and lesbian community. crowd, yeah. uh, the, he won outstanding music artist as a, at the 15th Glad Media Awards. Mm-hmm. For Rightfully this album. so, yeah. And some of the greatest songs that ever yeah he's written. a he's a, a big advocate for the for the gay community and uh and uh this this the concert made me realize like how much and that's why I went back and saw him again I was like man that's going to be a fun show everyone's got a positive energy yeah and and by the way can we just point out the fact that he has beautiful beautiful hair great like, hair great face great hair amazing piano player the guy can do it all you know, it's it's, it's kind of, it's kind of it's upsetting that he isn't more famous than he should be. He should be like one of the best songwriters out there. I don't think he cares there. a shit. I think no, he's he just happy with his life. Man, do you think he's just drinking wine right now in California? He's drinking wines, watching movies of himself. Which brings <laughs> us to the next song. <laughs> movies of Myself. Mm-hmm. That's what this is called. Yeah. 
This is one of those meh songs. It is one of the meh songs until it... Right here? Not here. It's coming up, though. Because if you listen to it enough, and I definitely did, this, you, you know why I listen to this song a lot? Side note. Let's hear <laughs> My it. story about this uh, album... It better this... not be a you on a lawnmower. <laughs> no. Okay, go on then. <laughs> another reference to another episode. Yes. T-shirt for whoever gets that reference. <laughs> Two guys, one album at gmail.com. Yeah. Our first T-shirt. All right. What's the story? Quick pause for this great part of the song. Oh yeah, I forgot how awesome this part is. I take it back. So this I take was it back. I, I, I forgot. Great song. I well, love this song. They have now. these teeny little hooks that you forget about. So good. And it just starts slow sometimes. And I listened to this album probably a thousand times because this was the perfect makeout album. <laughs> it, right when I was like in college, just bringing so girls is, to my my dorm, yeah. and I would I put on this album, and it was just immediately just the That's the vibe was perfect. Minutes in, this would come on. So is this right when you guys started to to, to make out? Yeah. This is I, I think so. Is that <laughs> movies that, of myself that I make a movie? You'd make out around one one minute in, and then you'd be done around one thirty-seven. To be honest, the uh, <laughs> thirty-seven seconds I of bliss with Michael Hyde. Not to make too many puns, but I think that um, I think the real action started happening when I vibrate. Okay. Number, number seven. Number seven. We'll, we'll, we'll let you uh, relive your more, your moment of glory with uh, Monica. I'm not going to relive it. I'm just oh. saying it was a great moment in my life, Paul. He's getting. He's all smiling. And, and by the way, it wasn't. Can't it, see him. The first girl that ever showed me this album was I, I heard the song "Beautiful Child," and there was this girl who lived in Rockford, and I would go and visit her all the time. Her name was Jenny. She was mentioned in the last podcast, mm-hmm. but Jenny would go and see me. And I would see her, and I it was the first girl that I was 16 years old, and I traveled like almost out of state to go and see. And she said, "You got to listen to this singer. He sings this song called Beautiful Child' that I can't get enough of." And that's what made me totally enthralled. Jenny with is the one that got you. Beautiful Child. This one, right? Yes, thank you very much, Jenny. Shout out, Jenny. All right, let's. We'll talk about that when we get to Beautiful Child. But right now, we got to play Pretty Things, which is number five on this album. Oh. This was a, my so my good. skippable song. Is it? <laughs> I like this song. And you said Vicious World was the shortest song on the album. You were wrong. Oh, Pretty man. Things is two minutes and 40 seconds. And, and Vibrate's even shorter than, than no. Vicious World 2. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. Darn it. We're nothing if we're not accurate. So you don't have to send the film All right, you know what, Paul? There. I'm going to invoke my first skip. Go ahead. This one. Skip it. Sorry, vicious. Go word. or go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, that was pretty things. Go or go oh, ahead. Oh, and this song. It's called I'm Go going, or go I'm ahead. Go, I'm going. Go Paul. ahead. I'm going. Go or go I ahead. I swear. Okay, this is one of my favorite songs. It's called of all Go time. or Go Ahead. This is a great song. Beatlesque. Beatlesque. I can actually work out to this song because I love it so much. It's it just only pumps six me minutes. <laughs> only six. That's minutes. how long your workouts are. It's a quick workout, mostly cardio. You know what's funny? People well, let people listen to it. Okay. God, so good. Left me stranded. Sounds like he's a big like wad of dip in his mouth when he's singing this too. 
feeling abandoned. I haven't heard this song in so long, and it's so Makes good still. One heart in, but what has happened to so us? listen to that guitar strum. That's is that a twelve string guitar that they're playing on? I can't tell. It's it's gorgeous the way that they play. Well, he's got all and, the atmospheric stuff up. going on in the background, which is so cool, and it just creates a. I mean, it's almost like OK Computer in a way, you can say. Yeah. Do you, like a sissier version of more it. More ethereal, beautiful um, yeah. sound. It's almost like you're in outer space listening to the song, Right, too. which is why I said OK Computer. Is that an album that takes place in outer space? <laughs> I don't yeah. see the connection. Of course. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is one of those songs that, like, uh, is just so cool. But, um... But what I was going to say, you talk about working out, like, this is the stuff that I used to work out to, too. And actually, I found uh, an old workout CD I had, because I used to wear the CD on my, on my the yeah. CD Walkman on my arm. I remember that. And I make mixtapes. And people were like, that's your workout mix? And it was like Jeff Buckley, Damian Rice, uh, uh, Counting Crows, and then, uh, you know, Under Queen, David I'm Bowie. Well no, R.E.M. Oh, sorry. But Rufus Wainwright was on it. Not a song from this album, but uh, but I did work out to this stuff because I, I would get into the music and it would, it would motivate me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, how do you work out to this song? It's so sissy. I'm like, that's what I do. I can't. If I work out to EDM, I, I get like a heart attack. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful, beautiful song, and it's that's so why cool. that makes it so great. What one is was? It was actually. Oh, I gotta hold on for this this swell real quick. The producer, so the producer of this album, did an amazing job with mixing these levels and just creating this kind of atmosphere with this album. Um, have, Paul, did you take a look at how many people? Uh, yeah, were the personnel a part on this, of this is pretty insane, and it's cool because there you look at the list and you're like, holy shit, Levon Helm was on this, and uh, Matt Johnson, who played drums on this, also played drums for Rachel Yamagata wow. and a lot of other singer songwriters. Charlie Sexton. I mean, give me a break. And, of course, Teddy Thompson, Linda Thompson, all these amazing, amazing artists. Paul Spong played trumpet. No, yeah, he did. But no Ahmed Wallace. He, really? No Ahmed. Did you check it twice? I did. I can't believe it. You have LeVon Helm, but you don't invite (laughs) Ahmed Wallace. You've got Roddy Lorimer playing trumpet and fuglehorn. But no Ahmed. Dave Stewart is on this bass trombonist who is also in the Eurythmics. That's right. Oh, we got here um, Adam Duritz. No, there's no Adam Duritz. Are you sh- what? No, surprisingly. Bass trombone. No. Oh, Don't make bad. up shit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is such a great song. Great, great, uh, great, great all around. But it brings us to what I think mm-hmm. is the best song on the album, Vibrate, number seven. Number seven, Vibrate. This song was ahead of its time. Which I don't think Truly. makes sense anymore because people don't put their phones on vibrating. This was my voicemail for the first two years of my college career at DePaul. At your at your uh, your answering machine or your yeah. on your cell phone? On my cell phone voicemail. What did I say? Cell phone no, voicemail. No, you didn't say either. And I, I remember every time I'd get my friends saying, "Hey, um." 
There's some guy screaming a song in your voicemail, but I really I don't, don't like it. Said. Change it. No, this is such a good. Song. But it was it was always the the long note that he holds in this song, which is so beautiful. And people would just be like, uh, "Do I leave a message now or later?" You know that the London Choir is on this too, by the way. Really? Yeah, London Oratory Choir, credited on this album, on this song. And orchestra leader Gavin Wright. Do they, but I don't think they have other. Uh, do they have other voices on this song? No, it's just the just the orchestra. Maybe it's subtle. Hmm. Love to listen. So this was actually a part of a two-disc collection. It was it was originally thought of just being created as Want 1 and Want 2 and eventually just a double-disc set called Want, which came out. Want 2 obviously didn't do as well as this album. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing because it was like the B-sides of, of but Want. But he did. You know, he went on, on Letterman and uh, he played Don't Know What It Is, but on the Late Late Show, he played Vibrate. Mm-hmm. There's all the stuff he played that year. Mm-hmm. But uh, Late Show with David Letterman, he played Dinner at Eight. Uh, he did he did Letterman twice in 2003. That's how much yeah. Letterman liked him. And Letterman, like, he only brought back people that he really enjoyed. Absolutely. I mean, the, didn't do too such well. a cool idea. Cool I remember idea. when this song came out, I will tell you this, mm-hmm. I had a crush on a girl, and I was like, this song resonated with me because I was like, shit, that's what I do. I have my phone on vibrate. Mm-hmm. The only person I'm hoping to hear from after 9 p.m. is so-and-so. Yeah. But here's the thing. Can't say your name? Well, I don't I don't, oh, yeah, I don't. remember which girl it was at the time. Jenny? No. That's mine. I think it was Amanda. I think it was Amanda. I'll go with Amanda. Oh, but, man. Um, you know, there is no better connection that you can have with a girl than just sharing an album, right? Yeah, it's I such agree. a beautiful thing. But this is this is what I, my point on that is that now you don't have that vibrate anymore. Like, you just wait for the text or they slide into your DMs. So he's got to make a new album. <laughs> he's got to make a new song with um, sliding in your DMs. Oh, that's going to be a dirty, dirty dubstep song, I think. No, Rufus doesn't do that. <laughs> what's uh, What's your sound on your phone? Uh, I just have a regular ring. Really? Mm-hmm. Pretty mm. boring. I feel like you'd be more of a... <laughs> <laughs> ACDC Thunderstruck. Cowbell? No, I I was... Uh, it was funny. Uh, someone left their phone uh, on the stand at a comedy club I was at, and then all of a sudden it started playing, and you'd hear their music, and you're like, you're like the last person I would think that would have, like, Commodores. Do you remember? <laughs> like, why is that your fucking song? But anyway... 14th Street is the next song on the oh album. Oh my gosh, I love this song uh, so right. much. I might just Almost. pass on this just to screw you over. But what? No, let me hear it first. Let me see if it re- resonates still. Oh no, I love this song. The honky-tonk 19, like 50s, beautiful orchestral 14th Street. Lots of like old honky piano playing. Do you know who plays the drum on this? LaVon um, Helm from the band. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't know that until I read the, the notes that you provided. Listen to the the different types of snare on it, too. Kind of a more of a, like a docile, watered-down snare. Charlie Sexton is on guitar. Charlie Sexton? Oh, I knew that. It's a choir again. 
It's like a children. This is the uh, London Children's Choir. Part. Yeah, this should yeah, be the children's This is part. the one. But it says seven here. I just want to sing all of these songs. So it didn't do too well on the charts, surprisingly. It de- debuted at number 60's, 60 on the Billboard Top 200. Um, the highest position on the chart was his fifth release of the Steel Album. Fifth release of his fifth. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. I'm getting a bit derailed by how much I love this song. Rain, Wayne Wright's highest position on the chart until the release of his fifth studio album, Release the Stars, in 2007, which reached, which reached peak position of number 130 in France and 77 in the Netherlands. So he's done very well with his, his chart positions. Netherlands. It's it's crazy because he was up a lot against a lot of competition in two thousand three. Yeah, absolutely. Who was the number one songwriter in, in two thousand three? What was like the big album? You think? My guess is REM. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, Britney Spears. I don't know why this phenomenon. Well, he makes there. a reference to a song about Britney Spears in here, uh, which I think is coming up on. I think it's on eleven eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, my guess is it was Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera. Okay, you, you want to know who's up against this year in 2003? Who? Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent. Oh, Live yeah. Dangerously in Love by Beyonce. Hail to the Thief, Radiohead. Yeah. Speaker Box, The Love Below. Uh, Speaker Meteora, Box. Meteora, Linkin Park. The Black Album by Jay-Z. American Life by Madonna. Um, <laughs> Chocolate Factory by R. Kelly. No comment. Heavier Things by John Mayer. Ella Funk by The Black Eyed Peas. And yes, <laughs> Grand Champ by DMX. Oh, wow. Yeah. No Britney Spears. I was wrong. Okay. Wait, no, there might be. Uh, there's a ton well, that's that, were, fine. Like, that came out that year. He doesn't care about those accolades. He just doesn't sold out care. the Riviera. Oh, Room on he, Fire by The Strokes, too. Yeah. Well, you know what? None of those guys or girls played Letterman twice. So I think in they all year. did. No, oh, not, not in, in one year. year. No. Only person. What about Correct Nick? Me if I'm wrong. What about Nick Hitchens on the tuba? Did he play? I don't think so. Okay. What do we got next? Natasha. Oh, Natasha. Okay, I have another story about this one, real quick. Before better, you skip it, I'll tell it quick. I better. It better not be about a girl named Natasha. It is about a girl named Natasha. You put it on again, a mixtape. Again, yes. The, well, it wasn't a mixtape. Now it, I've listened to this album for so many years that I knew this by heart. And I learned it on guitar, and I said, I'll play the song for you. And I played you said it for you her. wrote it for her? <laughs> Did you say it wasn't by you? I've done that. I played a song for a girl. Really? And, well, I mean, I've we've said all done like, it. We've all done it. Dave, she said, oh, did you write that? It was uh, it was more than words. And I was like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say yeah. What? By more she than didn't words. know she didn't more, know more than, than words? words by stream. Nope. And she was of age to, to know that. Okay. Well, we then joke you, about it You now. get the win on that one. Well, let's hear that Natasha story. Okay. Oh, you want to hear the Natasha story? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was just, yeah, it was just that. I, I told her about the song, and and she goes, you know, there's no songs that are called Natasha. And I go, well, you know uh, what? I beg to differ, I be- <laughs> Natasha, if that's your real name. That's what you said. <laughs> then I pull out a guitar from, from my wall, and then a spotlight hit my eyes, and I played her the song. <laughs> and it. she fell totally in love with me. Well, I don't know if she did that. She's 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 a nice person, but we don't talk really uh, anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Where is she now? Nelgen? She's, she's Elgin. I don't know. 
No, more so us we go. I don't know where she where she is these days. But she was a good person and that doesn't stop this from being one of the greatest songs on this album. It's pretty really? Well think about it. It's a great song. Ah, no way. Okay. What's your top girl name song? song? Yeah, girl name song. Eight six seven five three oh nine. Jenny, I got your number. By uh Romantics? No. Who sings that? I forgot. Um, Doobie Brothers? (laughs) Are you up? I think uh, this is one of the best. It's it's so pretty. Um, I don't think so. I mean, it's okay, but it's definitely not. It's Tommy Two Tone that Ro- sings Ros- that song. Rosanna by no, it isn't. Ros- Tommy Two Tone sings eight six seven five three zero nine. Oh really? Oh, yeah. well, good for him. Rosanna by Toto. That's a good one. Um, I'm not gonna say Roxanne by Roxanne. Oh my god! Of gosh. course, it's in the top ten. I forgot about that one. It's about a prostitute. Who cares? It's a girl's name. Maybe Natasha's about a prostitute, too. Maybe it is. Does it say it in the notes? No. Okay. All right. Let's go to the next song. Harvester of Hearts, number 10. Oh, another good one. Really? Yes. Oh, I think this is one of the worst songs on the album. Do you want to use your let one me skip? Hear it. Let me hear it for a second. I could be wrong. Oh, yeah. Little jazzy, jazzy feel. It's definitely like it. a, a departure from the rest of the album. It shows his variety and his abilities to write all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Good shit, I mean. So you saw him at the Riviera, huh? Twice. Was it the same this album? This is the song I went to. Uh, no, I think it was a different one. This is a song I definitely went to go get a drink. Yeah, it's a little bit slow. I'm sure he's, he plays it really well on the... <laughs> plays it well. <laughs> when he's playing it live. There was, I saw him perform um, with Ben Folds at Summerfest. Oh, nice. In about 2004. It, no, I take it back. It probably, it probably was 2003 because... I was still in high school. I remember asking my mom's permission to go to Summerfest in Milwaukee. All right. Oh, and then, and then here it is. This is the, Beautiful the famous child. Jenny song, Beautiful Child. This is a great song. I like the the bigness of the song where mm-hmm. everything is small and then all of a sudden it's great. So big. They swell it. It's almost like a Disney like ballad, you know? Yeah. Because you could see this being played in The Lion King. Simba is being hung, is handed up right now. I do. I since we've, I did look up other songs of uh, best names. Yes, of girls. We can put that, we uh, can put this song on pause for a second. No, just let it play in the background. Let it play. I'll I'll do it subtly during the age. Okay. Who is your beautiful child, as far as girls go? We forgot about Billie Jean. Oh, Billie Jean. We well, forgot about Angie by Rolling Stone. Angie. But not as pretty as, as Natasha. Last Dance with Mary Jane. Good song. Good song. And Jane Says by Jane's Addiction. But the problem with those songs, they're not directly about a girl. It's about a lot of okay. things around her what life. What about Jolene? Okay, Jolene is an amazing song. What about... But that's a, that's a negative song. That was a very positive song about Natasha. What about Meet Virginia by Trent? <laughs> How many tuba players are on Meet Virginia? We forgot. Wainwright had about six. Mrs. Robinson. Oh, okay. Mrs. Robinson. Uh, an oversaturated song. I can't listen to that song anymore, though. I'm Rosalita sorry to all, all come out uh, tonight. Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. Melissa. Okay. By Allman Brothers. Jessica by Allman Brothers. Jessica's a good song. 
Janie's Got a Gun by Aerosmith. Roxanne, not which we the most about. pretty song. And of course, Sweet Caroline. Mmm. Sweet Caroline. But we've distracted from the song. Beautiful Child. You guys have listened to it. It's got you all know what? kinds I take of it stuff back. going on. You know what song? I'm sorry to pause. I, I, I Something just came to my life, uh, to my mind. We don't pause during the show, by the way. That's no, a we, rule we forgot we, to mention. We, we do not pause. pause. Never, ever pause. Um, we forgot about the song Michelle by the Beatles. Yeah. That is, or that Michelle is, by Guns N' Roses. My Michelle. Really? Yeah. Oh. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Well, I was going to say Michelle is the closest towards Natasha, I feel oh, like. Oh, because it's one word? <laughs> Beautiful Child. Beautiful great Child. Great song. Number 12. What do we got next, Michael? Want the title of the album. Bazooka Joe sitting there on his park bench singing about wanting <laughs> some this more. <laughs> great voice, great voice. Great falsetto you know, Adam Levine wishes he had Rufus Rain, Rain Rice voice. He's got a great voice, great mm-hmm. octaves, and, and yeah, like he can't. It's just a smooth sound, and this song showcases all that he can portray and and not to mention just just the the production value of what he's got going on mm-hmm. in the background too mm-hmm. would you see rufus again if he came back around yeah i think i would i although i don't i haven't bought any albums of his in the recent years i know he has a new one that's mm-hmm. out so i'd want to listen to those before i bought them um i'm not sure if i would go to the riviera again though I wonder where he would play. Where was the last place he played in Chicago? Hard to say. He did a really long string of shows at Summerfest, I remember. Um, That's not Chicago, Michael. No. Or nothing if we're not acting. <laughs> and then here's the reference to his mom and dad. Holy smokes, Paul. He is playing the Vic on the November that. 20th. Well, guess what? Guess we're gonna have a little date. Guess we know what we're gonna do. Paul's gonna push his way up to the front. For I want to hear eleven eleven. Get guys, out of my way. Sorry, I didn't mean to break up your makeup session, but uh, I'm here by myself. I came to watch eleven eleven, and that's what I paid for. <laughs> One of the most beautiful albums that yeah. we could possibly listen let's, to. Let's go to the next song. Which, speaking of. The, the, what I think is one of the greatest songs on the Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> Best song with numbers in it. 1111. You know what? Whenever. We'll play it a little bit. Here's that mandolin that, that comes on in. Great use. 
use of stringed instruments. Can we just say how awesome he is to just put these all together? Because not a, not a lot of bands will be like, you know what this song needs? More mandolin. <laughs> it's like we need more guitar from this guy and, and my old buddy from high school to <laughs> jump on the drum set. But he uses so much orchestral great sound. Love it. And that's what separates him from everyone else in in my eyes, especially on this album. I don't know. His new albums, I can't really connect to as much. I don't know. I have to get them. I haven't watched them. But I do, I always feel, uh, for years, when I would sleep in, I would always want to make sure I woke up before 1111, because I always felt like if I didn't wake up before 1111, I'm a bum like Rufus Wainwright. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He says it a few times. Did you ever make wishes at 11-11, Paul? No. Never? Not one? No, just 9-11. Whoa, <laughs> too soon. Just kidding. Zing. No, I love this song. It's so good. It's very pretty. Other songs with the numbers in them. Murder, murders by, murder by numbers by mm-hmm. the police. But that doesn't actually have a number in them. Murders, that's the only one you think of. Murders, murder it by just numbers. says numbers, but um, there's a lot of songs with one in it. One More Time, One More Night, One More Time by Def Punk, One More Night by Phil Collins, mm-hmm. One Minute to Midnight by Justice. First Date by Blink-182. First Date by One Blink-182. <laughs> um, every One Direction song. There's, every- <laughs> one <in it. laughs> there's no other songs. 11-11, there's another band called uh, Adian. Mm-hmm. Audion, who has a song called 1111. And uh, I'm just looking up these other songs. All right. We've come to the end. What do we Already. got? Dinner at 8, number 14. Dinner at 8. No matter how strong, I'm going to take you down with one little stone. I'm going to break. This is uh, dinner eight is what we were talking about earlier, which is having dinner at the Wayne's Wayne house where everyone is singing <laughs> everything that's going on. It's like, will pass you pass the, the butter, Luden? You're like, come on. My just, son, will you, you get to, me yeah. another slice of bread? It's got to be overbearing after it's, like... After appetizers, you're like, all right, Dad, I get it. Yeah, and just imagine that after they Does sing... Does anyone the... want dessert? You're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I was... Thanks for the invite, Rufus, but I got to go. I think there's got to be a limit to how many songs. I'm not hungry anymore. I can't, I can't hear the word pepper again, <laughs> the way you guys say it. And then when you guys started chiming in with all the fork talk, <laughs> I had to get out of here. And then your mom needed to pull out her banjo and do a quick solo during like yeah. the <laughs> during the squash. Yeah, who medley? does that when you're when you are waiting for dessert? There's no reason <laughs> to sing about it or like bust out a harp solo like randomly yeah. just at the dinner table. Yeah, it was in Oliver. We get it. Like <laughs> Oliver was a song about get, he asked for more. I get it. I'm not gonna ask for more. I'm not gonna ask for more. <laughs> Never you before. Can, you can never. Boy this wanted is, more. <laughs> the 
this is probably why he's been staying in such great shape for all those years. You could never get seconds. You have to sing it every time. You have to sing everything in that family. I'm I'm ready to give my review. I think yeah, I think it's about that time. To I give think a it is. And we, as always, I see that we kept it under thirty as we promised. <laughs> just, uh, just a hair under thirty. We almost made it there. Uh, I'm ready. Uh, and you know how we give our reviews: eleven likes is the most you can give, um, and that's just the way we choose it. And we have options for emojis and whatnot. I am going to give this album eight likes, one heart. And uh, and then one um, clock to remind yourself that it's eleven eleven. Oh, that's that's very poetic of you, Paul. Yeah, you and then a eight? phone too, and a phone mm-hmm. for vibrate. Yeah, that's it. Eight likes, the phone emoji, the heart emoji, and the clock emoji for the eleven eleven. That's a great great score. So yeah, like you said, we we give it best out of eleven. We should have brought that up in the beginning of the podcast. That's no. something we should have brought up. I mean, this is how they learn. They gotta wait till the <laughs> they, end. They wait till the end to the good parts. Just and like the you, dinner at the Rainwright yeah, House. Yeah, goddamn right. This is how we do things in at two guys one album. One of the greatest albums that I have heard in in my life, and that's not only you know a lot of the times when we when we go over these albums, Paul, it's not about just the the art and and the mixing and the production of the album or or like even the sales of the album it's about what it means to you and that's why i think our listeners yeah. get so passionate and write us hate mail all the time because we we shit on <laughs> we their get albums good mails too yeah yeah we get some good ones too but we we shit on their albums and they're like hey man this means a lot to me yeah. landlady was not about his wife yeah that was a youtube reference <laughs> Go back and listen to that. But one no, too. I and I agree with you. Yeah, I this album. Uh, it was interesting because I ge- I gave you a list of the albums that I really liked, mm-hmm. and you it resonated with you. I'm like, holy shit, this is an album that spans two different two different uh, music styles, and we both loved it. And, yeah, and I like that. I like that. I like it as well. And for that reason, I'm going to give "Want One" by Rufus Wainwright one of my highest scores yet. Ten likes. Ten likes. That's impossible. I can't get enough of this album. I I will never get sick of it. Ten likes. Wow. I will never get sick of it. I I, I listen to it to this day, and that means I've listened to it every single year since 2003, and it's been about 45 years that I've been listening to this album. You said you hadn't listened to this in a while, so which one is it? I haven't listened to it in a while in full, but I have listened to songs like Go and Go Ahead, uh, 14th Street, Beautiful Child, Natasha, okay. vibrate. I just want to make sure we're accurate on this Yes. Okay. I want you to keep it accurate. Ten okay. likes, and I'm going to give it a sword emoji because of the album cover art. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to give it a brown-haired girl because of all Natasha. the... Natasha? No, 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 not Natasha. She had blonde she, hair? No, she, she was important. It was more so about Jenny. Jenny had brown Jenny, hair? Yeah. Jenny with the brown hair? Jenny... <laughs> That's Jenny, a she was just a really nice girl, and there's nothing like uh, crazy about it. She was just a nice person, and she showed me this album, so I, I appreciate you gotta that. Got to give her a shout out, yeah. Got to give her a shout out, and then you know what? What the hell? Piano keys. I'm gonna just do it because yeah. that's the way I roll. Makes sense because he plays the piano a lot. That is our wrap of two guys. One album. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on uh, not only the WGen channel, you can get us on Google Play, mm-hmm. iTunes, SoundCloud, 
iHeartRadio, wherever you get your stuff. Also, review us. Even if you hate us, review us. Yes. We want to hear about you. But you, if you don't like us and you don't give us five stars, you got to explain why. I want to hear the reasons and also leave your address because <laughs> I'm not going to do anything about it. Yes, and, and make sure you do because that's the one thing we haven't had yet on our iTunes Please rate and review us because we want to hear from you. And as our listeners know who have written us letters, we respond to every single one of yes. them. I know that because I stayed up till 5 o'clock you in the did. morning the other night. And we're going to talk about those on a separate, uh, we're going to do a Facebook Live and mm-hmm. we're going to address all that stuff as well as some surprises we have in store for 2018. Oh. We can't tell anyone yet. Hey, 2018 is almost over with, too. Well, 2018 we is when this stuff's going to happen, all right? All right, so to, so again, email us your questions, your comments, concerns. Let us know what you think about the album, and let us know what album you want us to yeah. cover, and that's, again, at twoguysonealbum at gmail.com. That's the number two, the number one, guys at album. Spelled out. <laughs> yes, or you can find us all uh, on our, our website and Instagram. I'm at paulfcomedy.com or Paul Farvar on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook, I think. Yeah, that's all. It's just my name. Yeah. Comment spelling. And you can find me at michaelheideman.com. You can find me at Michael H on Twitter. And my MySpace is Michael Foxy. You can find me there, too. <laughs> Good luck with that, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Can we can we get an outro with... Uh, can we get an outro with... Uh, what song do you want? Can we get an outro with uh, 1111? Yeah, of course. Of course we can do that. Okay, that would be good. So good. Can we do some ASMR real quick before we before we go? What? You know, like where people whisper on, on their on their microphones and it's really popular on YouTube. You never heard of that before? No. All right, I'm just going to play the song. How about that? See you next week. Woke up this morning